This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Devondre Sweat. Um, let's talk about if he's availability, Tina. What are you seeing on some of the tape and um, how he would fit on the defensive side? Okay. I think he's awesome, and I think he's going to fit a need because they're probably not bringing – like we talked about basically all offseason and just the last segment, they're probably not bringing Reader back, so you're not going to have a dominant nose tackle. This is who that guy is. He's six foot four and 364 pounds, and that is insanely large. There, there are few guys as large <laughs> – he's bigger than most of those – like – Listed bigger than Vince Wilfork. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Bring him in. Yeah. But moves. That's the crazy thing. Because he can move. And I think that is insane that a guy that big can actually get off the ball and beat. He, he has a couple of reps or he beats the center across his face. And, and it's like a guy 364 pounds. It should take him the entire play to get across that center's face. He should not be able to get over there in two steps. And then those two steps are faster than the center can move. Like that shouldn't be happening, but it happens. And I think that is a rare combination. We'll see. Uh, some of the negatives will get there, but he's got some hidden pass rush juice. Like a majority of the reason I would want him is because he is a dominant force as a run defender takes on doubles extremely well. He takes on single blocks extremely well. He has this one issue. Uh, it's an issue a lot of guys that height are going to have. His pads get high sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a he doesn't he can't bend thing. I think it's just a this guy is six foot four and three hundred sixty four pounds thing. And then he still doesn't get moved. I just think like when you're going to play against some of the like Wyatt Teller and like a Wyatt Teller and um, Ethan Posick double team might move that if you don't get low or uh, Joel Batonio or whoever you want to talk about, they might be able to move you even though you're huge and strong. 
So most recent one was that run defense. I think he could be the nose tackle. He blocked a kick. Thank you, Spencer. Not only that, oh. caught a touchdown. Oh, I need this. The tight end, the tight end we always wanted. Uh, but yeah, giant dude. I think he's a great run defender. I think he can do something around with DJ Reader. Not not at DJ Reader's level, but let's talk about like uh, you know maybe he eventually gets somewhere near there and is one of the best nose tackles in the league. And then I think there is the hidden pass rush juice where he's got some moves. They're violent. He misses with them. They're currently not timed too well, but they're there. And I think that's important that you're not starting from like ground zero. You're starting from he's got some stuff. It needs, you know, sharpen. There's there's a dull blade here that if we sharpen that, not only is he, you know, an awesome nose tackle run defender, but he's one of those rare nose tackles that can actually rush the passer and stay on the field. So there are concerns, the pad level, which I mentioned, I heard from listening to a Dane Brugler podcast and seeing some other stuff. Some people are concerned about effort. And before this season, I guess this year, he, he took everything very serious, but prior to this season, wasn't taking it that serious. And that kind of showed because he won every award this year that I think a nose tackle could. He won the award for the best trench player on either side of the ball. I can't remember what that was That's called. Huge. Yeah. Big 12 defensive player of the year, unanimous first team All-American. But last year, the best thing he had was that he was a preseason second team all Big 12 nominee. <laughs> I was like, okay. Ooh. So they did not re- – I actually watched him last year, and I thought he still had that movement. I was, like, kind of interested. But now I'm very interested. Yes, Outland Trophy. <laughs> that that was the trench uh, award. I'm not huge in the college, so I don't know all these things. No, but, but it's um, all in – yeah. No, I, I think he's definitely somebody – when you think of him, I know you mentioned without DJ Reader, if there's a p- possibility that DJ Reader doesn't return, when you think of him out there in this defense, and and I still think they probably get somebody in free agency, you know, do you think he's kind of like a day one, this guy can make an impact on an NFL roster? Yeah, I think so. I think that I would expect him to be – as good as Keanu Benton was for the Steelers or something like that, where like that guy's a, he, whenever he's in the game, he's doing some good stuff. Like he's a plus run defender and there's some sneaky pass rush juice. I'm expecting that to translate a little bit. He is 23. So he should be an early contributor. You don't want to draft a guy that's 23 years old. That's going to take a couple of years. Like if miles Murphy was 23 years old, I think we would be singing a different tune than what we currently are doing. Cause he's, he was, Turned 21, I think, during the season or something. Yeah, he's really young. Or maybe turned 22 during the season. Just extremely young player. Uh, this is not an extremely young player. He's not super old. He's not like one of those COVID players. He's just 23 years old right now. And that is kind of old for a draft prospect. But thought he was dominant. think he's a day one contributor. I personally, I think the valuation of him is going to be different from team to team, from person to person. Personally, I would think you take a guy like this in the late first round. I think it all translates. I have worries about how often can you play him? I think you run into an issue of a guy that big can only handle so many snaps. Like you're not going to be getting a guy that's going to be on the field 80% of snaps. You're hoping that he can see the field 55%, something like that. Mm -hmm. Really just a first, second down player. But I do think that there is some pass rush juice. Reader, I think, peaks out like sustainably at like 60-ish percent of snaps, somewhere around there. You don't want to see him up in that 70, 80 percent of snaps because that's how these big guys get hurt and they get gassed. Uh, so with that in mind, I think you kind of 
sometimes with positional value and how much a guy is going to play, you kind of bump them up a little bit. This is one of the situations where I kind of bumped him down in my head a tiny bit just because I don't see him playing as many snaps as like his teammate Byron Murphy or Jerzon Newton, the other two defensive tackles that I've really watched. And I still actually have him ahead of Murphy because mm-hmm. there's, Murphy's his own thing. But uh, I actually think he's similar to the other Murphy, the one on the team. That's <laughs> um, so but um, Newton I have higher. And it's not that I love Newton's tape so much more. It was more so like, well, I know Newton's going to play more snaps or at least can handle more snaps than uh, Sweat can. And then you run into the age thing and you run into the – will they be interested in the effort thing because they've – passed on that before it's also similar to dewan jones where he didn't weigh in at the senior bowl now he dominated the senior bowls i think what dewan jones did at senior bowl was go there not weigh in and then leave before practice started which was bizarre but if he treats it better than that we'll see if they're interested because i think there's levels to this they were interested in tyler shelvin he had these concerns and i think it's part of the reason he flamed out but that's gonna be huge the huge part of this is gonna be something that we can't really evaluate i think there's the you know the interview process the talking to his coaches talking to people close to him talking to whoever and trying to figure that part out is crucial now pff they have him going like the third round not happening guys there's no shot i think he goes somewhere in that late first early second if the Bengals took my 18 i would not kill them for it because i would understand it but it's probably not going to be my BPA. Like I think I'll have somebody higher and at a position of need, but if he could make it to that second round pick, I mean, I've seen some, the, the draft start with like Bowers sweat. And I think that is the most ideal start that I could imagine for the Bengals. Like you get a tight end blue chipper and then second round because he's a nose tackle big and has some concerns. You get another guy that's going to be a difference maker day one sign me up like that sounds great that that is my ideal spot for him or a trade back if you trade back into the late first and now you're talking more about the guys that if they're in high value positions they're probably going to take a little bit to get going why not draft a guy in a little bit of a lower value position and get him he's gonna be a day one contributor okay now you're gonna talk me into it if bowers is available at 18 and sweat is there in the second round you feel like that is just like a that's an a plus start a plus start to me that's huge for your future too yeah I mean, you got two, these two on their rookie deals for the next four years five years basically for bowers well we've talked about that fifth year like i don't know if everybody's gonna keep accepting those when players are just good because i think when you make like two all pros it's like should we <laughs> like it might be cheaper just to extend this guy yeah um, but you know you've got those guys for a while you've got day one contributors you've got difference makers at different spots and you i would hope that you found another pass rusher because i don't think you could draft sweat and go all right drafted a high defensive tackle to rush the passer like i think there's juice there it's got to be squeezed you know you got to sharpen the iron it's there it's just underneath everything there's potential but if you're just getting him hey he's gonna plug the middle of the field like teams aren't gonna be able to run up the middle and he's gonna free up our linebackers is something that wasn't always happening uh last season especially after reader went down 
that's huge. Like that to me is huge. And then maybe you have a Rankins or maybe we go up and into your market and they actually went and got Matabike. And I think it would be awesome if they went and signed Matabike and they drafted Sweat. Like, I don't think we need to think of this like, ah, that's too many. This defensive tackle group was one of the worst outside of the top two guys that I've seen. And it needs overhauled. Like it reminded me, I don't think people care as much because, you know, it doesn't lead to quarterback health. It did remind me of that Bengals offensive line that went to the Super Bowl, where I was like, some of these guys are probably out of the league if they're not on the Bengals. And that's what happened to that Super Bowl offensive line. I think that's what could happen if they let some of those defensive tackles go. Like, nobody else is really touching that guy. So I think there needs to be an overhaul in this defensive tackle room. I think Sweat could be a key piece of that. Mm -hmm. And overall, he's got – kind of like a, a a half of a thumb up if they do it in the first round. Like I would just, I understand it. I understand what you're doing here. It's hard to find these guys, but it's got two thumbs up if they can manage to get this guy in the second. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.